you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Inc., the Google Ads Agency. I want to talk to you about the ideal team structure for a Google Ads management. And honestly, this is really, in my opinion, probably applicable to most media management agencies, but we'll talk Google Ads specifically. And, and the reason I say it's for everyone is because if you're interested in, in a, a career in Google Ads, this will show you where you fit in terms of interest proficiency. If you're running an agency yourself and you want to know how we're structured, the formal way, basically, uh, this is hard fought knowledge, by the way, because we've done it all the other ways, all the wrong ways first before we found the right way. And then if you're shopping, so, you know, let's say that you're a company and you're looking to hire an internal resource, you're building your marketing department, you're hiring a freelancer, you're hiring an agency. I'll show you the way that I think things should be structured that you can figure out how you want to structure things yourself, where the concessions are, where the margin is, et cetera. So uh, here at Solutions 8, every client is assigned dedicated client manager, specialist, strategist. The client manager is the direct point of contact. So the client manager is managing the client as the title denotes. Uh, but here's the way to think about this. And this is really important. The client manager, when speaking to the client, is protecting the specialist. The client manager, when speaking to the specialist, is protecting the client, advocating on the client's behalf, making sure the client's goals are being met, bringing up things that the, maybe the specialist didn't think about. So it's kind of like a dual double agent. The client manager is a luxury. Most agencies connect the client with the specialist and that's okay. Especially, so if you're, let's say you're shopping for an agency and, and you know, um, you can't afford solutions aid, or you want to go to an agency that does all the things. It's okay if, if the, the agency connects you with the specialist, but what I would tell you is you're going to have to offer some grace in terms of communication. One, when a specialist is the direct point of contact, it's really hard to do the work and manage the work as one resource, one person. Now, a lot of agencies turn this into one rule. I think that's a catastrophic error. And I know that because I did it myself when we were a full funnel agency, meaning we, we, you know, solutions eight way back in the day, we were doing web and software and SEO and content and video and PPC. And then maybe, um, if you wanted Google ads, we just, you just got introduced to Katie and God bless Katie. She was brilliant. One of my favorite people in the whole wide world. She moved on to a career in marketing automation actually, but for a long time, she was our Google ads person. She was the client manager, the specialist and the strategist. And it, that was a flawed model because no matter how smart Katie was, and she was absolutely freaking genius, it's an impossible job for one person to do. So if you don't have the resources to build a team of three, you can build a team of two. You're going to need a strategist and a specialist. And now the specialist will double as the client manager. But remember that it's really difficult to be the person that's executing on the work and then also managing and explaining the work all at the same time. So if you're the client in this situation, you're going to need to have a little grace. If you're the agency and or the freelancer in the situation, it's really important that you don't skimp on the strategist role. And you don't necessarily have to call it a strategist. It doesn't even, it doesn't have to be hierarchical structure. It could be, it could be peer-based, but you can't be the smartest and the dumbest person in the room. So what I like saying is the strategist makes sure that we're driving towards a goal. We're keeping up with the best practices, reviews the trend lines, let's say, but also spot checks the specialist's work. The specialist is in charge of the day-to-day -day button pushing, which makes it, you know, when I say it that way, it almost comes across as a pejorative. I don't mean it that at all. Like that's a, it's a really important role, obviously, and task. And so they're doing our, our three-day check-in, seven-day check-in, monthly check-in, monitoring search terms, negative keywords, competitive analysis, the website, conversion rates, like all the, the, the specialist is the one that's knee-deep in the campaigns, but the specialist needs to have someone to interface with. And I think that that person is the strategist. So. The, the primary role, obviously, is the account specialist. This is what every agency has. If you're building a team, this is the 
easier of the three to manage and to hire because it's the most linear role. And it's the one that you can actually, what would you say? Like if you're, if you're building the standard operating procedure for task management, for instance, the specialist has the, the most tangible tasks. And so, so if you're, if you're looking to hire for that role, great, but you need someone that's going to be able to oversee and manage the specialist work. Now, if the strategist is more of a CMO or a director of marketing, that's okay. That's okay. They need to understand Google ads enough to inspect what they expect. So you can't just go, you know, poke and prod at a specialist and say, more row ads, yeah. They have to be able to, because here's the thing is that the specialist has a blind spot or has made a mistake or, you know, isn't, isn't seeing the forest through the trees. Let's say there's more opportunity. You need someone who knows Google ads enough to ask the right questions in order to find that. And so that would be your account strategist. And, and the account strategist can be a, a mildly more diluted role. The client manager is the luxury. And this is a luxury that you get working with a larger agency. I think the client management role is wildly important for my agency. So client, people, earmuffs, you know, whatever, you're done. You know how a team is structured. For my agencies, this is so worth investing in. Clients are hard. Clients are hard. And they ask questions. They ask the same questions over and over again, or they'll ask questions that are, or here's the other thing too, is they'll, they'll make requests and or issue mandates that aren't in their best interests. And oftentimes because the specialist is in a position where they're just trying to check things off, like they want to check the box. They want to get things off their plate. They want to, you know, complete their task list. They say yes, where they shouldn't say yes, or they say no, where they shouldn't say no. You know, the client might say, hey, is there an expansion opportunity here? And the specialist is like, no, I've already done all the things. And the client manager would be able to look at it and say like, oh, okay, well, maybe there are new products. Maybe there's a new region. Maybe there's a new competitor. You know, there's, there's, there's things outside of what we're just looking at. So by nature, the, the, the caricature of the specialist is very myopic in view and scope. The client manager allows for that, for them to be protected and, and to continue to, to, to function in a way that, that doesn't stress them out. That's the other thing too is. If you connect specialists with clients, you will see your churn increase, bet money guaranteed, guaranteed. It's, it's a stressful thing to have to do, to have to uh, accomplish the work and then explain what you're doing without the benefit of an advocate, of a proxy. So your client manager is advocating for the client when they're talking to the specialist, but they're also advocating for the specialist when they're talking for the client. Hey, we need more time. We need more time. If you're the specialist and you're the one, you know, no matter what happens, hey, I, you know, we, we've sold this properly. We manage expectations properly. We let the client know this is going to take however long, 90 days. And, and still it's, and this is human nature, by the way, I'm not bashing anybody, but two weeks into it, the client's like, all right, I need to see ROA. I need to see ROAS. If you're the one that's responsible for the work, it's so much harder to stand up for yourself than it is to stand up for somebody else, which is also human nature. So the client manager can say, hey, you know, remember we discussed the 90 day timeline. We're seeing a ramp. These are the good things. When you're one step removed, that disassociation really empowers you. It also, by the way, it's helpful when the client's bad. So like, let's say that you screw something up or something's gone wrong, or um, there's something to be looked at and the client goes, hey, this is, I'm really upset about this. And now the client manager goes, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. And, and can be reasonably and feasibly on the client's team. Everything you're saying makes perfect sense. I'd be upset too. Let me go talk to the team and see what's going on. So you've kind of created like this neutral Switzerland role it has the luxury of always being on the client's side when it's reasonable and necessary. And then the, the client could say, hey, there, you know, something happened here and they're really upset. I understand why they're upset. Can you explain what's going on? As opposed to someone who's going to instantly be on the defensive. And, you know, now the, the, the receiving party of this information is a person that's going to be not necessarily incentivized to respond with truth or responsibility or grace. So 
this, as you scale and as you grow as an agency, this is a role that's really worth investing in. They don't need to know Google ads well enough to run it day to day. Um, they need to know well enough to speak to it strategically. Uh, and then what's really interesting about that is your strategists can come from your specialist department or your client management department. We have five strategists, including John Moran of the four, uh, aside from John, only one came from the client management department. So that's not to say client managers can't be strategists. They absolutely can, but they don't always have the inner day-to-day -day workings of Google ads, which can inhibit their ascension to the strategy team if, if they don't want to dive deep into the, the nuts and bolts. And I'm sure I just offended my entire CM team because, you know, a lot of them are, are knee deep in Google ads all day, every day. So maybe I shouldn't have said that, but, um, this is the way that I think these teams should be structured. This is three times as many resources as a lot of ad agencies give their clients. A lot of ad agencies try to bundle all of this into one person and then just say, Hey, here you go, you know, meet Pinocchio. And then the, the whole wide world is, is playing Geppetto on poor Pinocchio strings. And I just think that's, it's doomed to fail. The specialist needs somebody to oversee their work, but also just to bounce ideas off of. And sometimes it's really helpful to have with the client manager and the specialist too. So this is what I think the ideal team structure looks like instead of a media buying agency. I'd love to know if anybody has any strong disagreements or other opinions or you know, alternatives that have worked well for you. I realize if you're running a small agency, this isn't accessible to you yet. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe CEO, you know, partner, whatever is the strategist and is overseeing the work. And the specialist is you know, the, 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 maybe the, you're outsourcing this or it's freelance and then you bring in a client manager or you actually have this in-house and you're doubling as the client manager, whatever the way, the way to approach it before you can afford all these resources is to still approach it as though somebody's wearing different hats. So separate your onboarding, your client management, your communication, your project management tools, separate those things so that when you are ready, you can bring in somebody to that role and it's, and it's an easy it's an easy role to fill. Like they can kind of see like, oh, okay, this is where I live as opposed to now, oh gosh, I have to go unscramble the scrambled eggs because that's, you know, that's near impossible to do. I hope this is helpful. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation. Notice I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's S-O-L-8.com. S-O-L, the number 8.com.